It's Billy. Welcome to the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. None of us can go back and undo the mistakes of our past or even today, but we have the option of leaving behind what's holding us back and begin the journey of finding peace and fulfillment from here on out. When we start to learn who God is and who He's created us to be, we can live our purpose in where He's called us. As we allow Jesus to transform our lives, we are empowered to live out His calling and purpose. I believe as we allow Jesus to work in and through us, one step, decision, and action at a time, we will find peace and fulfillment. I'm glad you're here for today's episode of Start Small, Believe Big. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. I recommitted my life to the Lord after a long stretch of just walking away. And then a long stretch of marital problems and a huge lack of understanding who I was. I'd given up everything to stay at home, raise my kids, and support my husband. But when our marriage began to break apart, I was terrified. I didn't get married to become a divorced woman. I didn't get married to give up on each other. I didn't get married to walk away. What was I supposed to do? I was full of fear and anxiety. I was running, trying to fill my life, fill the voids in my life with all sorts of terrible decisions. I asked myself what was going to happen to me, my kids, our future. I hurriedly got a job while the boys were in school. It was a job that I loved the impact of what the organization was doing, but it wasn't fulfilling to me. I don't know that anything could be fulfilling to me. I was so empty and lost and hurt. And the pain that lived in me just continue to overtake everything. My mind would surge in places of negativity and judgment of myself and people judging me when probably they weren't even concerned about me. It was a really, really hard time. That job was great, but I didn't know that it was helping me see what my future would look like. It was a startup with no idea if it would fail or succeed. And my thoughts about my own life were the same. Was I going to fail or succeed? I was filled with shame and loneliness and guilt. Finding myself desperate for answers, I began seeing a psychologist. When I first began seeing her, it was through my husband's employment assistant program, and I was terrified that she would tell my husband's employer all about the things I was talking about. But she couldn't. I knew that deep inside. As I began to meet with her, I don't know. People always ask me how I knew. I just knew. You could hear trigger words, but I knew that she was an atheist. She did not believe in God. There were things she said. There were pictures on her wall in the reading of the description of her practice, a few comments that she made over our meetings. I just knew. It was in my gut that I knew she was an atheist. I questioned 
if I should keep going. You see, I'd always believed in God. There was never a time in my life where I didn't believe in God. I didn't know that He loved me. I didn't know that I could be loved by God. I knew that Jesus had died on the cross for the forgiveness of my sin. No, I take that back. I knew that Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of other sins. I didn't think He could forgive me for anything, especially a broken marriage. But in that time of really... (laughs) honestly, praying to God and asking Him if I should flee this place with this atheist psychologist, I wasn't convinced. There was nothing in me that showed me it was important enough to take me away from going to see the psychologist every week. I believe the Lord wanted me to stay there. I was still torn in staying under the guidance of someone that didn't believe in God, But I didn't feel like the door was closing, so I kept going. You know how you feel that, and I don't know if you do, maybe it's just me, but that nudging in your spirit, I didn't have a nudging in my spirit telling me to run. So I kept going, and she was helping me with many areas in my life. Well, one session, not long after I'd prayed about staying with her, I was talking about how unsettled I felt, how the chaos in my life was overwhelming, how I felt no peace. I felt all turmoil, that I could not stop my thoughts from running away with me. I felt that I had no peace or comfort anywhere. And she stopped her response. And she sat for a minute. And then she asked me, when was the first, when was one of the times in your life where you've felt the most peace? And I closed my eyes and I prayed for the Lord to show me where it was I felt the most peace. I even asked him, God, have I ever felt peace? And he answered. He said, yes. And now I didn't hear him audibly, especially not in an atheist psychologist office. But I felt that nudge in my spirit of yes. And the vision that came to me as my eyes were closed was a day when I was 16 years old. And I was in the middle of this little Pentecostal church in eastern North Carolina. I was 16, a junior in high school. I had gone to that church for all the wrong reasons. But during the call to the altar, I responded. And I walked to that altar. And they laid hands on me and prayed with me and walked me through a prayer of committing my life to Jesus, to giving my heart to Jesus. And I had so much peace in that moment and the moments soon after. I can't explain it. And I began, because this psychologist had asked me, I began to respond. And I responded with, when I was, and I caught myself, and I almost apologized. And she said, no, I want to know when you felt the most peace. 
And I said, when I was in a little Pentecostal church in Eastern North Carolina, when I was a junior in high school and I gave my life to Christ. You see, I didn't want to apologize to her for my belief. I was apologizing because I didn't want her to attack. I didn't want her to try to turn me away from God. But in that transparency, in that vulnerability, she did just the opposite. She gave me permission. She told me to go back to church and find that peace once again. And I did. Today's scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This scripture was one of the first ones, and I'll be honest, one of the first ones I saw on a mug in a store that turned my heart in a way that opened up the possibilities of what God desired to do in and through my life. I walked in a store soon after I recommitted my life to the Lord after all of my marital problems. I had asked someone to start walking me through the Bible, and she did. She started me in John, and she walked me through just the beginnings of John. And it reconfirmed that I knew what I believed, and I just needed to continue to learn who God was and who I was in Him so that His plans could work through my life. And I began those very small steps towards learning who God was. The scripture I saw on a mug, a lot of times people can can stop seeing what the true meaning of it is because it's out there. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Like all of a sudden the heavens are going to open and all this prosperity is going to come pouring on me. And that's not what I want you to understand about this scripture. Jeremiah, he was writing to the captives in Babylon, instructing them to move ahead with their lives and to pray for the pagan nation that had enslaved them for so many years. Life cannot grind to a halt during difficult times. We must adjust and keep going, praying diligently and moving ahead, understanding who God is and who He's created us to be, doing whatever we can rather than giving up because of fear and uncertainty. We're all encouraged by a leader, whoever that may be, the pastor at your church, a woman mentor, a friend, devotions like this, podcasts that you can listen to, whatever it may be, we all are can be encouraged by a leader who stirs us to move ahead. I pray I help do that. Someone who believes we can do the task, who will be with us all the way. But what I want you to understand is I don't want to be the ultimate leader that you have. I want God to be that leader. He is that kind of leader. He knows the future. He knows His plans that are greater for us than anything we could hope or imagine. His plans for good. His plans for hope. As long as we believe this, we can have boundless hope. God will see us through all of our difficulties and joyous times. But I want to read you verses 12 into the beginning of verse 14. 
Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. You see, God's plan for a hope and a future and for us to to be encouraged by who He is and the plans that He has to prosper us and not to harm us, that's conditioned on God's people seeking Him in a new way. With your whole heart, it demands more than attending church on Sunday or listening to this podcast or reading my daily devotionals or reading the Bible. We have to commit our heart to seek the Lord at all times, even when we're sitting in a psychologist's office who's an atheist, because he is ready to communicate with us and help us through every step, decision, and action in our life. I want to ask you a question today, which I ask a question every week, so I guess you're getting used to my questions. But I'd love to live every day with a question Because then I have to fulfill, I have to to answer that question throughout my whole day, looking for Jesus in it. Why should we have hope? Because of God's amazing plan for us. Seek Him with your whole heart, and He will listen. Well, I guess I have another question for you, so it's a two-question day. I think maybe I'll come up with another. I don't know. But what will you do today to seek Jesus? Let's go back to that verse. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. Seek Him, my friend. Call out to Him. Pray to Him. He is listening. You will find Him when you seek Him. Thank you for listening. I pray that this podcast encourages you. But before you go, I want to let you know about the daily devotion I send out Monday through Friday mornings. Join our amazing community of humans taking a little time each morning to dig into God's Word. When you sign up for Morning Sunshine, you will receive a little bit of encouragement in your inbox each morning. The devotion starts with Scripture, then a short teaching, and ends with a quick prayer. We'd love to have you join us. I promise, no spam in your inbox, just me and Jesus. You can find the link in the show notes or on my website, billyjouse.com. If you've been encouraged by this podcast, please subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. Leave an honest review. I thank you in advance for that review. It helps others find it. And also, let a friend know about the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you're back next week for another episode of Start Small, Begin Big. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.